I love a good boo. And I haven't <laughs> booed in a while. I'm gonna <laughs> boo. <laughs> boo. Hello, Chelsea friends, and welcome to an emergency podcast for the London is Calling. Emergency. I am Ryan, a.k.a. Carlito. I am joined by Paul, a.k.a. Paulinho, and we are going to be talking about the bombshell that is what was released by Sky Italia and promoted by Fabrizio Pecoroni Cheese Romano on Twitter, and that is Lukaku talking about Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel, Inter, and a lot of bullshit. So before we even get started, I'm just going to tell you where Chelsea currently sits. We're second with a game in hand. I believe we are a couple games off in terms of points, eight or nine points off which is just, it might as well be Tyler Race over. Last fixtures have been tie, win, loss, win, tie, tie, win, tie. Long-term injuries to our two starting wingbacks, which means we will have to change formation to a 3-5-2. Ben Chilwell out the entire season. Reese James out six to eight weeks. We also have consistent injuries coming from the following players. Mateo Kovacic, N'Golo Conte, Timo Werner, Romelu... <coughs> Lukaku, Andreas Christensen, Hakim Ziyech, Christian Pulisic, Kai Havertz. We have contract issues from Silva, AC, Aspi, Rudiger, all part of our back line, which was record-setting back line last season. We have had a poor style of play, poor results, and poor defensive records. Now, we're going to be talking about this Romelu Lukaku thing, but before we do, the overarching theme debate, argument, whatever you want to call it, over the last 10 years, and more more so now than ever, is the argument of player empowerment. And what it is, is player empowerment, or just the relationship between players and their clubs, is about the old paradigm of labor versus management. Labor is the players, management is the board, the owner, the people that write the checks. All right. The idea behind player empowerment is that you are now making the player more important than the than the person that he or she works for. In this case, the player more important than the team. This is about making the player a corporation, a brand in and of himself. Okay. With that, you can have this perceived lack of loyalty to a group, really only caring about your own career, not caring about the people that you're employed to that write you big fat checks every week. Okay. Some of the things that are wrong with this modern player is that they don't keep things in house. They don't respect the privacy and the dynamic of clubs, not wanting to leak things to the media. You have players that overshare drastically on social media in interviews and in videos, and they do so thinking that they won't get in trouble. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't but the lack of self-awareness that comes with oversharing on social media because you think you are a brand and that you don't care about the repercussions of anything other than yourself. That is one of the many characteristics that is wrong with players that are looking for their own empowerment. Um, 
the, the in reality though they've never been more empowered and their careers have never been longer and yet you have these guys that are lacking the respect of the contracts that they sign okay they're constantly complaining they're constantly asking for more money and oftentimes they're constantly criticizing the club that they're currently playing for always looking for other clubs to leave if you're on a five-year deal you might as well call it a two-year deal because players whether it's the nba or european football or the nfl they're always looking to leave earlier than when their contract expires um you know and the the reality of the situation is that as much as these guys want to be fed by and i hate to say this because i'm a progressive dude progressive media want to promote them and want them to get the bag and want them to you know, get as much money as they can and to be selfish and to only care about the individual aspects of their career and not about the players or sorry, not about the clubs that they play for and the players that they play with. These guys really only care about themselves. The reality is that clubs will always be more important and will always be bigger than players. If you look at how many players are actually contracted to a club, and I'm only going to talk about players that are 17 years old and up. Okay. At Chelsea, there are 20, U18 team players. There are 21 U23 players. There are 23 senior players on loan, and there are 26 players within the senior squad. Okay? So if you're not looking at the lower academies, which start at like U8 all the way up to U17, which could consist of hundreds of players, at least within a major club, there are 100 or more adult players contracted to the club. So there is no way that one player is ever going to have more power than the club that they work for, especially when the when it's a club like ours that is owned by one person who's worth anywhere between 50 and 25 billion dollars. OK, so the clubs are always going to be bigger than the players as and that is contrary to what these guys think that they have in terms of power. Now, let's get to Lukaku. Paul, do you know how much Lukaku makes per week? Around 400 K. So he makes 325,000 pounds per week. This is an American podcast. That translates to 438,000 American dollars per week. Okay. That is unmatched in any other sport. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how much money he makes. Okay. It's basically half a, half a million dollars a week. Okay. Now, on top of that, that does not include endorsements rights fees all this shit that he probably has on the side because all these players now think of themselves as individual brands and individual corporations okay he was just recently about three or four weeks ago interviewed by sky italia now with any high profile player at a club you go through the club representatives for the pr department and the marketing department you go through your own agent you go through your own manager as well and these things are all coordinated within the triumvirate of you, your management team and representatives, and the club that you represent. Okay, that is how all these big time interviews or marketing pushes are are organized and coordinated by, right? Especially with one like Sky Sports. So Sky Italia receives a direct call from him, not his agency, not his representatives from his management team, and not from the club. From him alone, he organized this interview. Okay. Here are some of the things that I want to go over, and I have 10 bullet points here, and some are going to be quotes. Some are going to be things that were um, written about in the, in the aftermath, okay? So here's the first bullet point. 
Romelu Lukaku caught Chelsea and his representatives by surprise because he organized this guy interview directly with the journalist. That's bullet point number one. Number two, Romelu Lukaku's interview with Sky Italy forced Chelsea into crisis management mode on Thursday. They worked quickly to find out when it took place, the context of the circumstances, his motivation for arranging it, and the most accurate translations of the interview, which have now been published. Friends of Romelu Lukaku were shocked that he had put himself and Chelsea in such a position, describing the interview with Sky Italy as a big mistake. Here are some of the quotes. I think the coach has chosen to play another module. I just have to not give up and continue to work and be a professional. I am not happy with the situation, but I am a worker and I must not give up. Mind you, again, he makes $438,000 <laughs> a week to kick a fucking ball. You are not doing God's work. You are doing kids' work. I really hope in the depths of my heart to return to Inter. Not at the end of my career. Mind you, he's 28. Not at the end of my career, but at still a good level to hopefully win more. He is 28. Romelu Lukaku on Latar Martinez, who is his former striker partner at Internacional. Zal. Do I miss him? Yes, because he was someone we didn't have to talk too much. I could die for him on the pitch. Strange phrase. If we get back together, maybe at Chelsea? No, 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 no. Stay there, Lautaro Martinez, and I'll be back. Laughs. In my head, I told myself that if I can do a few more years at Inter, then in football, there are three teams at the absolute top level, and they are Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Real Madrid. The players one day dream of playing and being able to play with these teams. They're the top levels. All the players dream of them. That's the truth. I thought I was going to go to one of those clubs after Inter. That didn't happen. And I said, there's only one club that I can imagine myself after those other three plus Inter, and that is Chelsea. So again, Barcelona, who is in the Europa League, <laughs> mid-table at La Liga, is apparently the best team in the world. That is factually inaccurate. Okay. <laughs> Next quote. Tuchel and I are trying to find a tactical system where we can find each other, a way to help the team because the situation, which is the Premier League table, is a bit complicated. He made his choice. I keep working. At a certain point, I'll speak with Tuchel, and we will see the situation. Again, he is pretending that he is a manager now yep he is not a manager he, he doesn't a get paid with a bad manager. first touch okay next one if there had been a new offer of a new contract from inter last month sorry last summer as i wanted we would not be doing this interview now here in london but quietly from milano as he smiles last one lukaku to sky sport when asked if he still follows Inter games, always, I always watch Inter games, always, 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 
always six <laughs> times. I look at them all. When Inter touches you, it's something different. Okay. So, all right. my first question to you, Paul, is this. Who does this help? Um, basically... Or more any... broadly, what's the point of this? Yeah. No, it, it helps anybody who's not Chelsea or associated with Chelsea. But the point of this interview was for Romelu Lukaku to have a proper farewell with Inter and their fans, if you will, because he didn't get to have that given the way the transfer situation worked out. And, I mean, to his credit, he didn't like how he left. Inter did do a lot for his career. They resurrected his career. So he wanted to do right by them and maybe leave the door open for him to return. Which is not a problem. He's only here for four more years. If he's 32, 32 years old, he could play in Syria for another five years after that. Absolutely. And, and again, it's not a problem to have those aspirations to return to enter or to even have, um, you know, leave on good terms with the fans Right. All that stuff. Not yeah, I mean, you remember after AC Milan, which was first a um, loan, but then it was a final deal with Zlatan. He ended up going to Paris after that, going yep. to Manchester United, going to the LA Galaxy, and then he found his way back to AC Milan. So it's not unprecedented that you leave the door open for that. And those interviews, I don't have a problem with. Of course not. Because he probably was just like, yeah, I loved Inter and, you know, after my contracts with Chelsea, I'd love to go back to the great fans. If he had said that shit, dude, that is not a story. In right. fact, it probably wouldn't have even been published because it's not a story. Right. Now, a question for you. If you were bought for $100 million and then put in a system that didn't feature you, would you speak out about it? It's a good question, but it's a loaded question because you're leaving out a lot of different caveats. Right. The first one is... He got injured, right? He got injured in the same game that Timo Werner got injured. Lukaku, I don't know, I think it was an ankle. Uh, So he was injured for weeks, right? And while he was injured, we were still rolling. Kai looked great. Um, You know, the the team was playing really well. And then as soon as he was ready to come back and to get integrated, he wasn't starting for two or three games, but he was playing. Then he gets covid He's out for another 10 days. So this is all happening uh, sequentially, right? And then when he comes back from COVID, he has two of his best games for us. But in that stretch where he's starting, playing well, we're in Europe, all of a sudden, boom, he gets injured. He's injured for a while. Then he comes back and he gets COVID. So these are all things in a row that have affected his ability to start for this team. It had nothing to do with, with him being consistently available, but just not playing. That's not what this is. No, and so I believe this interview took place in that period where he was injured. Is that correct? It was – the interview took place after he came back, um, when he had just came back. Okay. So he he wasn't starting following the injury because it's not what happens in – a Thomas Tuchel team. You don't start 
automatically right away. You get no, some you time and work your way back in and yeah, earn it back, which is fine. But while he was out, the system changed because we didn't have the personnel to play that system. Right. Nothing to do with him or Thomas wanting to change the system because of him or nothing of that nature. Right. And I, I think really what he wants is he wants to play with another striker. Whether yeah. that is Timo or Kai, I think that is what he wants. And I'm fine with that because Timo and Kai are not out and out strikers. They can play around a big guy. And that's when, when Rom is at his best. I don't necessarily think that's when we are at our best, but I'm fine with playing with, you know, either Timo or Kai with him or Timo and Kai playing instead of him. But if he's talking about system, you know, it's, it's balls to him that are a little longer with another guy running with him. Yep. Everybody is so hung up on system. This game is not that complicated. Uh, but it's funny that I, I need to interrupt all of this because <laughs> you're going to love this. Oh boy. Football London asked Thomas Tuchel, this was a couple minutes ago, <laughs> how to get how, how could Chelsea get the best out of Lukaku? Listen to this response because this is amazing, especially the last part of it. Training, training, playing, training, playing, training, sleeping, eating good, training, playing, sleeping, eating good, drink a lot of water, sleep, train, and don't give interviews. <laughs> Boom. That is Roasted. an unbelievable quote. That is essentially stay in shape, don't eat bad foods, drink shut water, and shut the fuck up. Yep. Be a Which football just, player. I mean... Thomas Tuchel. Once oh, again. Oh, man. This is why I love hats him. Off. Hats off. Yeah. Hats off. And, you know, as we're going through this, as we're dissecting this, I really just need to understand why we didn't see this coming. Because when he was at Everton, when he was at United, he talked too much. He talked too much. He was too vocal. All of these guys that think that they're now empowered and they're their own corporations, they all talk too much and they think that it's okay and they think that it doesn't affect anybody around them. But really, they don't think about anybody around them. They only exactly. think about themselves. Correct. So it has nothing to do with, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble with this. It's more along the lines of, I'm not even thinking about the consequences. Well, and that's that's where I think this whole situation stemmed from because this was supposed to be a farewell to his inter fans, his inter days, whatever, and he got a little carried away. He wasn't thinking about anybody except himself and and I guess his inter faithful. And boy, oh boy, he's he's in for a rude awakening. All right, but here's the deal, though, when he first signed on with Chelsea, it was, oh, any other team I wouldn't have left Inter, but Chelsea came calling. This is my boyhood club. I have unfinished business. I want to I want to uh, retire here in four years. This is what I want to do. This is my team. This is my dream. This is my heart. And that is in stark contrast with what he's now saying. And what he's really doing is either revising history 
or admitting that he was lying when he first came to Chelsea. Now, what do I think? I think that he feels sorry for himself that he was out for like five straight weeks. Yeah. And he has so much work to, to get back into the shape and into the team that where he once was. Yeah. I mean, and on top of that, we're a possession oriented team. Inter was a run and gun counterattacking team. When we play different than they did when he was there, obvious, obviously we play different. And on top of that, we have a ton of attacking options. And he is not the big swinging dick on the team. He may be the most well compensated financially, but that doesn't mean that he is the only option. And I do like that, that he can be dropped if he's not playing well, just like any other player on this team can be dropped if they're not playing well. But that was never the case with him at Inter. Yep. But, and I just, I, on top of that, People give a, these guys a lot of credit for being smart. No. I don't necessarily think these guys are that smart. I feel like this was either dumb, naive, both, or just incredibly myopic, single-minded, and selfish. And I think it might just be a combination of all three. And I think that whether or not he was trapped by the journalist, he called the journalist to be there. This right. was him and him alone. And therefore, I don't care if the journalist did too good of a job getting right. him to say shit that he shouldn't have said. He fucking said it. And he, he did it to himself. Right. Right. And I, I mean, going back to those things you said about style of play, if he were to watch all every Chelsea game, the way he does intra games, apparently, he would know very, very well the situation he was coming into. Yeah. I just have a hard time believing that he watched no he didn't That's he didn't You're right he didn't do his homework he saw a huge paycheck that inter wasn't capable financially of giving him and uh yeah he, he essentially saw half a million dollars a week and said oh chelsea all right well it's not inter barcelona bayern munich <laughs> but it'll do even though we just won the biggest cup that club soccer has we are number one in the world until we're not. Right. So I, I'm sorry, but all of these things are misguided. But on top of everything, does this help Tuchel? Does this help the club? Does it help his team? Does it help his teammates? Are, do any of these, the, does this interview help any of those four things? In zero ways. In zero ways. It, it just doesn't at all. You can't this, even spin it. You can't. You can't spin it. No. And Tuchel today, I mean, he was interviewed. He's like, he's like, yeah, we didn't know. We had no idea that he was unhappy. We had no idea this interview even happened. We had uh, no idea <laughs> uh, that any of this was going on behind closed doors, which is just a huge no-no, and it's a breach of trust with the PR and marketing departments of Chelsea, as well as just a breach of trust between you and your manager. Well, and Tuchel's just like, yeah, this is all noise that we don't need. The timing is terrible, as I read before, about where we are currently in the yep. league. And on top of everything, I mean, it, it, it's, just, it's just so unnecessary. Yep. It's just like rubbing salt into an open wound. Well, it's self-absorbed is really what it is. Yeah. But it, it's also a huge disrespect to 
the club, the fans, your teammates, everybody. Um, you're right, man. It is about respect. And you look at all these other guys, Kaya versus he complained when he's either not playing or he's playing out of position. No. Kyle Mutsundoy, did he ever complain about playing out of position? No. Pulisic? No. Okay. Mason Mount? No. Mason Mount just tweets pictures of himself. And he's just, he's just <laughs> this weird fucking millennial douchebag. Uh, but then you have guys like Timo Werner. You have guys like Timo Werner oh, who, I mean, Timo said, I think one of the reasons Lampard got fired was because I didn't score goals enough. And he's like, I feel really, really bad. And then you have the complete opposite of that. Lukaku just only caring about himself. Like, yeah. I, Timo never complained. None of these guys ever complained. These all seem to be like top guys. Just really cool dudes. Even Rudiger with his contract situation. He's not complaining. He's not complaining. He doesn't go and do a interview with Sky Germania and 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 fucking completely shit on his club right before uh, the biggest game of the year in the worst period of our club in over a year since Lampard was fired. This is just an astounding middle finger to the club that has bent over backwards to compensate for you. And not only that, it brought you up as a young player, like made you who you are today. Gave you a second chance. On top of everything else. Yes. After after we just won the biggest trophy in the game. Right. Arguably this opportunity in this club is too big for you. It's just and- it's it's probably emotionally too big for him because he doesn't understand that we don't change for him. He needs to change for us. Right. Exactly. That's and, and that's the thing. Like it's well documented. We're not Lukaku guys. We don't no. we we don't rate him as highly as some people might, and that's putting it kindly. But we were willing to give him the opportunity to come in, prove himself, and integrate into the into the club, see what happens. And Honestly, up until this point, I thought it was going about as well as it could have for him. I agree. And now he just really walked that back. Like, I don't know if it's recoverable. Paul, I don't think it is. Like, where do we go from here? Um, well, you know what my stance is. I think he should be suspended for a month. Uh, at least. And if, and if it's longer or if we find a way to uh, bring Vlahovic in from Fiorentina or something in a swap deal, then we do it because he doesn't have a no-trade clause. So you can go fuck yourself, buddy. Yeah. Either, we, either we look to replace him with the Fiorentina striker or we just suspend him for a while. There is no way that we can allow this on Sunday. We cannot allow him to play. Because if we allow him to play, it'll set a dangerous precedent. And if we do suspend him, sure, we may lose the game. We may not. I don't know. I, nobody knows, right? But it'll look like Chelsea is sticking to their guns and supporting the manager. But if Chelsea tells Tuchel that he has to play him, that will be subverting the manager's power. And it will also just it will just look bad. Because Stanford Bridge holds 45,000 people. And most of them are going to be Chelsea fans. And every time he touches the ball, they're going to boo him. Yep. 
and the optics are going to be really bad. And if you do not think that they're going to boo him, you do not know this fan base. This fan base does not tolerate this shit. I'm going to be booing him from Boston, Massachusetts. I'll be booing him, booing him, booing him. Oh, boo. Boo that man. Boo this man. I love a good boo. And I haven't <laughs> booed in a while. I'm going to boo. Boo. <laughs> that crazy old lady with the bad teeth. Boo. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Like, do you let him just experience all of the repercussions uh, for his actions on the pitch, off the pitch, and everything, and and don't shield him because ultimately, suspending him as much as it is a strong stance, and and it does you know come across that way, but it's gonna shield him from a lot of this. Uh, no. Well, if we suspend him and we win, it'll make him look even worse. Yep. And he'll he'll just have to stew in it. And then we'll just we'll continue to get healthier, we'll get better. Kai and Timo coming back is is just it's huge. And again, these are the two guys you and I wanted playing up there anyway. Yeah. We think that we play our best when it's these two. And uh yeah, I mean, I think I think that Chelsea needs to act like the big club that they are and punish a player for completely crossing the line. Not, and not only crossing the line, but crossing over the line without any awareness about what is currently going on at our club. Our club is in a really, really bad way, and it has nothing to do with dysfunction. It right. simply has everything to do with the fact that we caught this virus right before the CDC had changed its uh, protocols on a player can test out in five days instead of 10. And on top of that, two catastrophic injuries to two of the best players that we have. These, those are all things that the manager cannot control that Chelsea cannot control. And therefore they're, they're, um, they're not self-inflicted. They're just things that happen, but it makes us in a really, really bad way. And Lukaku just did not appreciate the gravity of the situation. And he just said, I'm going to make this all about myself and I'm only at Chelsea because I'm a professional and I'll tolerate it because of the paycheck. And I'm not with that at all, dude. I am not with that at all. It's anti-sporting. It's anti-sporting. Completely. And, and it's unprofessional. Yeah. But he, to be fair, when, when he did this interview, we weren't in such a dire, we weren't in such dire straits. But uh, it's it's still no excuse, obviously. Right, but if he's doing this one-on-one with the journalist, I'm sure that there was some sort of deal around, if not editorial control, publishing control. When and where this was going to be published. Because what, dude, what? How long does it take to put together a video interview if it's all just a stream thing? It, it would take two or three days to compile. It's not that hard. People do it every day. Oh, uh, yeah. News organizations, they, they compile uh, five, ten-minute interviews in a couple hours and put them out. 
So so what took it so long to come out? Three weeks. I think that he wasn't paying attention to whether or not he was allowed to tell them when they could publish it. And they published it at the worst time on purpose. Because this because it is now the biggest story in football because of the timing and because of what was said and because of our next opponent, Sky Italia, I'm sure, is now charging a lot more for their advertisers considering the amount of unique business that they're getting to their website. Uh, and, yeah, it's just great business for Sky. And they, they waited until the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. With the mean, right that's... moment to fuck us the most. And for them to, to get most uh, attention and coverage. Yeah. Hundred percent, because attention and coverage is money. They monetize you. Companies like this exist because they know how to monetize attention. Right. So, end of story. I think he should be benched for a while, and I would consider selling him at this point. And, and I don't, I don't feel like I'm being uh, hyperbolic or like I'm exaggerating or being overly reactionary. No, man, this was really, really poor. Like, like, unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Chelsea no. will survive this. I don't know if the manager will. I don't know if the player will. And but. that's 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 really where this all what this all boils down to is you you look at how bad this could get. This could cost Thomas Tuchel his job. Yeah, he's one it, of the best managers in the world. One of the best managers in the world, arguably the best manager Chelsea has ever had. Ever had, arguably. And he's only been here 10 months. Yeah. So this can't go understated. And um, if anything, like you said, it needs to be, it needs to be back the manager come very strong. I, I just, I, I just don't see us having the flexibility for us to be able to suspend him for any meaningful amount of time. Like we need them this weekend. Well, Timo's going to get two training sessions in. I don't know if we need them. I mean, we need them. We're playing, we're playing one of Cho and Pulisic at wing back. We're playing Aspilicueta. Um, then that leaves you if you start those two strikers up top you still need to have some more coverage on the bench yeah Ziyech is cover Mason Mount's cover um god yeah it's a little thin but but no you get what I'm saying like I no no I hear you but I also think that a crisis like this is bigger than one game. It is. I hear a crisis is. like this is bigger than one season, dude. Because of the manager situation? It, because of the manager situation? Because of what future prospects and buys will think they can get away with at the club if they're at a certain level? Dude, if this was, if this was another player on the team like uh, – I mean, if Alonzo did this, he would be sold. He would be sold on Saturday. 
Right, 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 right. So you have to take that stand, same approach. Yeah. I don't care if the world is not fair and not everything is equal because that's one thing you do learn when you grow up is that people are treated differently and there is no actual, um, you know, blank slate tabula rasa where everybody needs to be treated equally. It's just not the way it is. But with this situation, I don't care who he is. Actually, you know what? Because of who he is and how much he is well compensated, he should have known better. And that's what makes this situation so much worse. So, yeah, he needs to be punished. And that's the whole thing. Like, you wouldn't, you would expect this from a player that's foreign, that doesn't know England, that didn't come up at the club, that didn't understand, uh, you know, English. Yeah, like English media media in general like it's just inexcusable yeah the language the whole deal i mean i get what you're saying and you know but he's he's very well familiar with the english football apparatus what the media means to the sport and vice versa the club um, and really just culture in general within the country so yeah i mean it is it's, it's always the biggest thing football's the biggest thing in europe it's the biggest fucking thing Okay, it's not parliament, parliamentary procedure. It's football. And when you have a, a, a something like this, which is when he's one of the top five strikers in the world on paper, um, and he just completely submarines the European champions during their lowest point. It's crazy. And it's just inexcusable. So I'm going to leave it with that. My, my final thought would simply be he cannot play on Sunday. He cannot. You broke my heart, Fredo. I knew it was you. You broke my heart. All right. That was Paulinho. Gabagool man himself. And uh, this is Carlito signing off on an emergency press conference. See ya.